Wonderland Parties, episode 131 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my fantastic co-host, Lucas Hagan. How was your weekend, my friend? We got to link up a little bit. It was fantastic, dude. We did. We did. We got to uh, experience a little bit of Saint Row out here in Vegas for a, uh, a pre-launch event, uh, which was a lot of fun, except for something that was out of their control, which was we finally got some rain, which was much needed. But we also got some, some humidity, which we are not used to over here. And my goodness, <laughs> I think I think Brutal. I shed like any impurities my skin had because I think I sweated <laughs> like it, it was all out. It was all out. But yeah. no, a lot of fun. Uh, they did a really good job uh, of of uh, having some people dressed up as characters from the game, uh, giving some people some teases to some customization options, and just an all around fun time. And it was always good to see you, Ryan, uh, with a couple of friends as well. Uh, and then Sunday, I just spent indoors, just trying to stay cool. <laughs> how, yeah. how was your weekend? It was good. Uh, speaking of which, before that, I had gone uh, with my friend Lex and Dust. Uh, we went to um, go see Thor Love and Thunder. We watched it. And my, my, my man, Snake Eye, said, you got to do it in, in 40X. I didn't even know that was a thing until he said something about it. So we did. And like straight up, it was like being in a roller coaster like almost like i mean it got pretty intense uh with the movements there there's the water and the uh and in the air and weird things that felt like you were dropping popcorn on the ground but you weren't like it was awesome i felt like it really helped the it helped bring the movie more to life for me so i i know that there's a lot of hate for it i i i enjoyed the movie i i thought it worked well uh kind of a little non-consequential i feel with everything that's been going on in the mcu and how how much each each film has been moving us forward in in the bigger uh storyline uh this was kind of it kind of felt a little non-consequential uh which was nice and then yeah same thing with me yesterday i did laundry i chilled out i i, I grinded and i i sat there and and just suffered through Iron Banner to get the Iron Lord title, but we got it last night. We finally got it, so I don't have to look at Iron Banner ever again. <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't as bad, but it it was quite. I literally spent all day yesterday just playing that, so I can get it done. So hey, you got to prioritize. You know exactly. I was like, I'm gonna get it done while I can, and then I I never have to look back. Uh, but. All in all, it was it was a fantastic uh, uh, weekend. So we're excited to to bring you guys uh, later on in the show. Here we've got an interview with Rick Thayer from. Uh, he is actually the GM of Evo, which is going to be happening here in just a few short weeks. So we're excited. That was a great interview. The the guy is fantastic, and uh, you know Evo being right here in our backyard. Um, I know I'm pumped to get there and. And, and go and check out what they they they've got planned and how how much has changed. It's been a couple of years now uh, since we've had Evo, so it'll be nice again to be able to at least go visit and, and and see what's going on down there. It will be, and we're getting spoiled lately with all the events that are happening in Vegas, uh, which I am very okay with. The more the mm-hmm. merrier. Uh, it's. It's not. It'll be nice to have Evo back, uh, even though I, I'm nowhere close to being good enough in any of those games to actually compete. <laughs> uh, I can recognize skill, and I'm looking forward to just kind of being back in that environment uh, and just being around other gamers and and uh, cheering people on. It'll it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Also, before I forget, I just want to wish a uh, uh, happy birthday to Cuddlecore as well. Her birthday was this past weekend. Uh, she was a guest on the show here not too long ago. So happy birthday. We hope you had a fantastic birthday weekend. Um, let's get into the news. Talk about talk about a uh, little fan service. I, I, I feel like um, th- there's been so much, especially when we have conversations about uh, Sony, I feel like a lot of times they can go kind of into a negative area i feel like or some of the moves they make is just like "Uh, i don't know about all that 
However, they just announced a new program that's going to be coming out later this year called PlayStation Stars. And essentially what it is, is it's a a loyalty program uh, for Sony players. So essentially games that you play, trophies that you can acquire, uh, you will get these these this this currency um, from Sony, which then you can use for real life things such as putting towards purchases towards games in the Sony store um, receiving um, different different kind of uh, uh, you know digital assets or skins and, and things like that I just I, I I absolutely love the fact that again they're they're coming up with it and, and, and there's so much parallel between I, I feel like uh, more and more so between video games and actual casino gaming where you have these I mean you go to any casino and they probably have a loyalty program so right. to you know, to see them again, I feel like making these steps in the right direction. I know I've been saying uh, for a while now that I, I feel like they're not at the point where they're going to be left behind, but that is inevitable. I feel like, and they are making the moves to ensure that that doesn't happen. And this is just pure fan service. So there will be other deals uh, along with this program as well. I, I thought there's one part I want to read directly uh, as a quote. Uh, this is from a uh, Washington post article. Um, but uh, uh, president uh, Chen uh, or I, I, I believe she's uh, she's either the president or the vice president, Grace Chen, vice president of network advertising. Um, they essentially said that they're going to be having um, kind of like these world first things where and it's going to be like region locked, where if somebody gets a platinum of the game, world's first uh, gets that platinum, they will be getting some sort of special prize, which only one person will be allowed to get i'm not sure exactly what that looks like or how that would work per se mm-hmm. um however uh, another kind of reward that they spoke upon is offering uh, digital collectibles which are essentially 3d rendered representations of things like figurines of video game characters and past sony devices some will be ultra rare and hard to obtain they're they they aren't non-fungible tokens despite also being digital and collectible and this is this is this is what miss chen says it's definitely not nfts definitely not you can't trade them or sell them it is not leveraging any blockchain technologies and definitely not nfts (laughs) (laughs) so if you're not clear these are not nfts that you will be receiving they are 3d rendered um animations and objects but there is no blockchain there is no selling them and and trading for them and stuff like that these are things that you can collect as achievements for doing things in in inside the games in games Mm -hmm. and i'm guessing they'll have different quests different trophies uh that you'll have to that you'll be able to get what's really great though is the fact that you'll be able to get this currency and then be and then apply it to video game purchases. So these are games and and things that people are already going for and achieving. So just to have that extra incentive and boost, again, I feel like this is them really fleshing out their online presence and the whole subscription models and they're just right. getting everything back to, you know, but again, I don't I don't feel that there's a lot of um other companies that are kind of providing this reward system seem kind of has something like this with their cards, but that is more like NFTs because you can trade them and sell them and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think this is great. This is fantastic. It is. Yeah. You reward gamers for doing what they're doing already. Uh, I wish, I wish I could be the first person to platinum a game, and, and, <laughs> but that's never going to happen. So whoever actually does that, uh, congratulations on um, getting whatever unique collectible you can get from that uh you know it is it is interesting like like i you almost didn't even like i almost didn't even realize that sony didn't have a program like that and when they announced it i was like oh yeah um nintendo kind of has one where you can earn at least like gold coins for purchases and stuff like that so um this seems like a a a little bit of a step up just because of some of the collectibles you can get which is always cool uh so you know what the more rewards you can give us for uh, spending more time playing your games on your platform, I'm all for that. Uh, especially uh, 
since since you know it, it doesn't look like we have to do anything special go out of our way uh you can get a, it looks like you can get a lot of rewards just by uh continuing to play games at your own pace and uh completing different challenges you can pick and choose uh so it, it's nice it's it's something that as you said ryan uh being in vegas we see all the casino companies have reward and loyalty programs uh so this does kind of make sense uh and it's it's free, right? Yeah, yeah, free. So yes, that's that's free. the other thing. Great, like it, there's no cost to to buy in, and uh, it it'll make me want to play more games, you know, if nothing else. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I feel, you know, again, this is this is them kind of doing something for the people that are already in their ecosystems. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot more of an emphasis on building these communities and, and looking for ways to incentivize already existing customers. And then those that aren't in that ecosystem and giving them a reason to even look at, or, or possibly want to go in just another little boon to be like, Oh yeah. Also there's, our PlayStation Stars program where you're earning earning currency that you can then use to purchase games, purchase DLCs. We've got digital collectibles. You you know, who who knows what else they'll come up with. Maybe maybe at some point in time you can get you know avatars for their PlayStation VR too. If if right. you haven't thought of that yet, holla at your boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a number of things that they can do, but they're really building out, and you you can see that there's more of an of a focus on that community and and building out their ecosystem uh, moving forward with what gaming looks like. It's headed towards so again this positions them in a good place i i i've been concerned about them i feel like they are kind of behind on the times but we know that they bought into microsoft uh mm-hmm. to be able to access their infrastructure and 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 not have to worry about trying to build something from scratch so they're putting they're they're making the moves and i'm guessing these are things that have been happening and been in the pipeline for years now so right. you know they're they're only now hitting but they've been working on these projects for quite some time so i'll eat my own words i will eat my own words <laughs> never mind you guys you guys got it i was getting a little i was getting a little nervous though i was like i don't know sony y'all ain't uh, so this is this is very encouraging to me especially as a playstation owner it is. Uh, I just want to throw out there that officially Sony's uh, acquisition of Bungie closed. Yes. Uh, so Bungie is officially a PlayStation studio now. Love it. Love to see it. Yep. Yep. And okay. So moving on, kind of gaming related. Uh, Netflix's adaptation of Resident Evil just released this past weekend. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't watched any of it yet. <laughs> I kind of forgot <laughs> that it came out. Uh, but the reviews have been pretty solid, which. Uh, is nice to see because I think uh, the movies that we've gotten to this point have been kind of hot garbage. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the Resident Evil series and I am just happy that maybe we finally have a quality one. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my fingers are crossed. I'm going to come in optimistic uh, and I'm actually looking forward to watching this. Uh, if if it is decent, uh, that's a huge win because I don't even think the movies were decent. So <laughs> my bar <laughs> is extremely low, but it looks like it's going to surpass that bar. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Right. Are you going to check the series out? I, w- I mean, number one, it's got my man Lance Riddick in it. And if you don't know who that is, that's that's Zavala. That's a dude from Fringe and so many other great shows. Uh, I absolutely love that guy. So that in itself, I'll already do. I'll have to say, though, as somebody that is not and has not kept up as much with this uh, with the Resident Evil um, just storyline, this would be, I feel, could be a great entry point for people and to get a fresh look and, and a fresh view of what Resident Evil is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, however, watch that YouTube video, um, basically, that it is just a whole, like, the storyline of it. So I, I have a much better understanding of the storyline. But, I am I mean, I, I would watch this. I will watch this just to, just to see, you know, what they've got in store, what it's about. It's still a great story no matter 
what it looks like or, or how it comes. So for me, this is never going to be a negative. Obviously, in this internet world, you are going to have people that are hating on it. When I was searching for a video, I, I saw a bunch of <laughs> just <laughs> negative, negative videos about it. And I'm just like, ah. but they did the same thing about Halo and they did the same thing yep. about, you know, there's always going to be those people like, wow, this is hard garbage. I hate it. Like, like you're saying, this to me is already with Lance Riddick in it. I there's a step up from the movies, so I will at least check it out and and see what it's about and see if it's compelling enough to keep me watching it. Um, that's going to be a real test for me. So uh, it wasn't even on my radar. I remember this being a thing and uh-huh. and there were being conversations about it, but I had no idea. It was all of a sudden like, oh yeah, here you go. Right? <laughs> I was like, where's the promotions at? Right. Yeah, it definitely snuck up on me. And uh, hopefully we're not uh, hopefully we're in the minority on that one. Hopefully people were way more aware of its release than we were. Uh, Also, I have to just say Lance could read like a Dr. Seuss book and I would think it's the most important thing in the world. That dude's Mm -hmm. voice can make convince me that anything is important. (laughs) Yep, exactly, dude. Yeah, this this will be interesting. We'll we'll check that out. And uh, I mean, from what I'm seeing, it looks, uh, it, I mean, it doesn't look bad. <laughs> so we'll just see what the, you know, we'll just see story-wise what they end, end up going with. Like, I don't know if he's supposed to be or if they're, like, I, I don't know how close this is tied or how closely this is tied to the video game uh, world. So, because I'm sitting there looking like, Where's Wesker? Is he supposed to be Wesker? Um, you know, there's it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do with this and and if it's any good. But I mean, again, I'm, I'm a person that will go in with no expectations and mm-hmm. take it for what it is, whether I like it or, or don't like it. Um, you know, I, I'll go in with an open mind and and check it out. Plus, I've been needing a series that I could just watch by myself. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure the girls wouldn't really have any interest. Uh, this is too much for, uh, for Lincoln, but <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of like, meh. I mean, there's so much good TV out right now too. It's, yep. it's, you're going to have to, I feel like, unless you're just kind of in a lull, want to deliberately go and watch this, unless you're like a huge fan of uh, the Resident Evil series, or even if you, I mean, th- th- that, that series alone um is known generationally there's there's a right. big gap of people that have been exposed to this either through the films through the games whatever so i feel like this can reach a lot of people now it's just about the storytelling and if it's any good or if it's not we will find out <laughs> right right I, I will say this too i i'm glad if the actors are good i would much rather have good actors in role these roles now rather than like the movies nailed the look of characters but yeah. it never felt like any of those actors really did a great job <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, i would much rather have good actors in these roles and uh, at this point i could care less if they look like the their video game counterparts or not right and and you know i to i, I don't know that it's necessarily that you could just hang it on 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 the actors either right. because writing and and stuff like that has a big part of it too so you you're only as good as the material you get I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yo let's let's take a quick commercial break we're gonna talk with rick on the back end here uh we'll be right back y'all If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. 
So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And now comes the fun part of the episode. We have a very special guest joining us today. Uh, For anybody who is in Vegas, they know that the Evolution Championship Series, or better known as EVO, has been a staple in Vegas. And it is returning to an in-person event this August. And we are joined by General Manager Rick Thayer today. Rick, how are you doing, my friend? Thank you for joining us. I am doing great now that this microphone's working. So happy to be here. (laughs) Let's jump right in. The return of Evo to Las Vegas, obviously the pandemic threw everything up in the air for a while. What's the feeling like to kind of be back to to a, a sense of normalcy here with this uh, fantastic event? A healthy mix of excitement and anxiety. I haven't done this for a minute. We're going to do a bunch of things that are, in our opinion, hopeful new improvements, just because we got to welcome ourselves back well. Mm-hmm. And uh as somebody who's working the show instead of attending the show, that's a long list of things to keep track of. You know, it has such a rich history there. What what would you say, though, coming out of, of the pandemic era, uh, knowing full that we're not really out, but but kind of getting back to an in-person event, what, did you, what do you think everyone learned from the past year or two that will make this year's version uh, even better than what people remember? I think time away from live experiences and particularly time away from convention-style events where camaraderie is so important to them creates a not only appreciation for what a live event is, but also a refined understanding of what did you miss. And Mm -hmm. so as everybody that is part of our staff, everyone we talk to out in the communities that we serve, we have had a ton of opportunities to really dive into, well, what do you miss about a show? Whereas before it was back to back to back to back, the enthusiasm never really stops. We had a breaking point. And so now we really, I think, have dialed in on what's fun about going to the show so that this can be the most fun version of the show we've had. You know, and, and let me ask you, Rick, I know that uh, you work and you're, con- you're continuing working uh, with Combo Breaker. Uh, you worked with Twitch and and in there within that experience, you know, and, and bringing this experience to this. Uh, how do you think that is going to help? And and what do you think your, your experience in those areas are going to bring to this year's Evo? Because like you're saying, I mean, we we had the virtual one and then there was the uh, the year before that uh, there was none at all um so you know i know a lot of people are going to be hyped to come back and and get back to being in person and being able to see people and play these games and then have that this this fantastic event so for me because i've had the privileged experience to work at twitch to work on cb to help out with a bunch of other just competitive events around the world It has helped me zero in on the fact that in large part, these events are about simplicity. We go Mm -hmm. to them to compete. We go to them to watch competition. Most of the time, the things that we remember from the events, the the vibes and the experiences that really make these special and important is all the things that happen around that competition. So you want to go to dinner. So you pick a restaurant that has good food. You might remember the food, but A lot of times you remember the atmosphere of the restaurant, the people you went with, the conversations you had, the memories that kicks up, the excitement about future ideas or concepts or potentially stupid ideas that have come together over (laughs) drinks and banter. (laughs) All of those things circle into where you can go to a restaurant with terrible food and if all those other pieces are right, it's an amazing experience. You go to a restaurant with great food and all those other things are really just on the mark and that's a stellar experience and a stellar memory. So we're focused on that. We're coming together for competition, yes, but everything around competition, everything around this genre that has kept people together for literal generations of fandom at this point, mm-hmm. that's what Evo is really here to celebrate. Yeah, and I, I know too because I, I think it uh, it was here um, probably in the earlier twenty uh, tens uh, uh, that 
Evo. I, I want to say it was at uh, either Caesars or somewhere else, and then they they switched over to Mandalay Bay. Uh, and, and this year is back over at Mandalay Bay. What makes that such a great venue um, to have Evo at? I think Mandalay Bay is great for two reasons. One, the square footage available in Mandalay Bay is extensive, particularly in comparison mm-hmm. to a lot of the other locations that we could be at on the Strip. On top of that, you have Michelob Ultra Arena right there, so you can have a almost best of both worlds experience where you have the convention environment and then you have the presentation finals environment, and you don't have to stay in multiple locations to appreciate that opportunity. There's no there's no taxi ride in between the two stops, so on and so forth. That makes Mandalay Bay special to me. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I'm excited to be back there. And, you know, Las Vegas in general, when you were talking about those experiences that kind of add to people's memories, I imagine that that's played a big role on why uh, you continue to call Las Vegas home just with all the the secondary entertainment, food, restaurants, the whole vibe that the city gives. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite parts about going to Evo or really any competitive event is rallying around a setup with a bunch of friends and just getting hype over the communal experience as you watch somebody win or lose. That's identical to being at the craps table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Vegas gives me both at once. You know, look, looking ahead to, to the, uh, uh, next month here, it's coming up in a couple of weeks already. It's sneaking <laughs> up on us. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a great collection of gifts. I've always been fascinated. What goes into to making sure that you're, A, attracting top talent, and B, putting together that roster of games? Like, what sort of – I imagine there's got to be a lot of discussions on, on agreements and all that, but can you kind of give an inside look into – to what goes into that part of the planning stage? So I think in attracting top-level competitors, it just boils down to having experience they trust to be worth their invested time and resources, and that is running a game that they want to compete in. Mm-hmm. If those two things are aligned, they can be confident that players worth competing against will be at the show, and that enough general attendees will be present to create some of that exciting vibe that you're not necessarily going to get competing at home online in your bedroom. In terms of game selection, there's a long, just multifaceted conversation that occurs within Evo's team and with the community at large to identify what games are still being played, how many games can we select to showcase the greatest variety of fighting games available this year so that we don't necessarily nestle into just one corner of the genre or only the most recent titles in the genre. Right. And does that balance out into a show where we think as you're walking around from stage to stage, from setup to setup, or even from visiting developer or visiting publisher, you get the breadth of fighting games at Evo instead of just kind of one piece to zero in on. Yeah, and and I know that uh, recently, uh, I think it was uh, in December, I want to say, uh, Sony has partnered up with you guys. What are they going to be bringing to the table, and how is that, how is that going to help and, and change from previous Evo to Evo now? I think Sony and RTS coming in together and acquiring Evo provided a roadmap of resources so that the show could work on refinements and growth opportunities. Uh, fighting game events and convention events regularly are often going from year to year, one after another, trying to either replicate their past experience or worse yet, just survive. When you have two organizations that have come in where they're trying to look at what does it mean for Evo to exist in this market, in this genre, five years from now, and how do we invest into what that could potentially be, that changes the landscape pretty dramatically. Me being here at all is part of that change in the landscape because there's now an opportunity for somebody to sit down and think about just Evo in a connected and networked way within an international company about what can Evo do and beyond what Evo can do, what should Evo do? And I'm not always sure that there is the there's the room for those questions to really be dove into if there aren't some of these overarching companies that have the resources that allow for those questions to be asked and then the time for those questions to get answered. Yeah. And it's so important to, I feel to be able to get fresh eyes and, and that fresh energy from uh, people coming in and joining the team and, and just looking to change again, the technology advancements have, have, grown exponentially and especially being in uh 
the pandemic where we had a ton of eyeballs and new peoples in this digital space. Uh, it, it, it was primed to really show people, hey, this is what we can do. This is this is what we've got. Um, in terms of growth and and let's just think future wise, what are what are some things that you would like to see and 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 see evolution or evolution? Evo evolve. <laughs> hey, it's the easiest pun with the brand. Run with it every day of the week. You know? um, so for me, one of the cool parts of coming into Evo as somebody who, when I got into fighting games, Evo was already the aspirational event to go to. It was the place mm-hmm. to go and see all of the other competitors, kind of meet up with your friends around the world that you might have met from other events or other experiences and kind of have that rallied experience. And so Evo intrinsically to me is about where the genre is going, where the the community and the fandom is going, while also having the legacy and the scale to look back at where that genre and that fandom has come from so that those two things can actually intermingle. Um, Something this year and talking about new technology that is probably hilarious in contrast is we take all the new technology that's brought in a ton of people to fighting games over the last two years who Many of them haven't even experienced an offline event. Mm-hmm. And at Evo, they can now show up and on-site experience what I think might be the largest on-site arcade experience that has existed in America outside of potentially MAGFest. And so if you are a fan of fighting games, that's where the genre came from. And if you are a new player to fighting games or a new fan of fighting games, particularly in North America, you've probably never experienced that. The idea of walking through the arcade past Donkey Kong, past House of the Dead to find the third strike cab in the back that was yes. a couple feet away from the KI cab yelling combo breaker so loud you can hear it from the front door. That experience is honestly something I didn't have when I got into fighting game. Mm-hmm. So being able to put that within what is the return of Evo and the 20th anniversary of Evo at that means that here is the dawn of the genre connected to the present day of the genre and now potentially filled with players and fans who don't have even a frame of reference for what that experience might have been. And if we can keep connecting all those different thorough lines, that's where Evo can be special to me because that's generations of fighting game, generations of fighting game fans, and hopefully some 44-year-old guy teaching his kid to play ST on the cab at the event that the child has never touched because they're playing Street Fighter V online at home. <laughs> like, some of those moments are things that I really want to capture. You know, and, and deservedly so, obviously, the, the actual championships get, get a lot of the headlines there. But for people who might be going to their first EVO this year, uh, the convention aspect of it, I think, is something that, that not a lot of people might even realize going into it if they're new to it. So can you talk about what they can expect uh, from that whole side of it and, and how it kind of enriches the the entire experience? Absolutely. So Evo is obviously the largest open bracket fighting game tournament in the world. It's going to find the highest caliber players of endurance over three days in the games that we're hosting. That is our reason for being. However, surrounding that is the fandom of fighting games. And so you can go to Evo and experience a convention devoted to that fandom where we have developers and publishers on site. We have this year game demos that you can try out, including Street Fighter VI, which was legitimately announced about two hours before we're having this conversation. So (laughs) brand new thought. If you are interested in experiencing the community from a player-centric standpoint, but need a convention environment to bring other people to you so you can find friends and rivals, Evo this year has the largest casuals bay for just general equipment to play on that we've ever had. It's larger than most major events within North America in this genre. We have panels and other just activity content on Evo's main stage for Friday for the first time this year. So instead of sitting down to just watch pool play, which you can watch at any of the other stages in the venue, watch on any of the other streams in the venue, that main stage for day one will be developer and publisher panels, will be interviews, will be indicate content, will be a taste of fighting games in a way that Evo hasn't presented before. We have the arcade that we mentioned earlier, so you can step back through time a little bit. Alongside that, we actually have a literal museum of arcade sticks all the way down to the plaque on the wall that tells you what the stick is, where is it from, why is this important? So that as you 
kind of spend your days at Evo, there should be an overwhelming understanding of all the different ways that you can touch fighting games. And that's without even getting to, there will be lounges on site and some of the general casual activities that come with just being at a convention. I love it. I love it. And you know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, when, when I was first introduced to Evo, I had no idea uh, on, on that whole community side of, the, of it, just kind of coming to it new as, as just a, a, obviously a prestigious tournament. And I think that that part of it is just so amazing for people to experience and learn. Uh, so that that is super wonderful. Is there is there an aspect to this that you're looking forward to most? Was there something that you missed the most when it wasn't in person? There is a moment in almost any finals for fighting games. And mm. at Evo, this moment is often, I think, exemplified because we're in that arena finals. And so it's not found elsewhere where you are in a room, either surrounded by fans, enthusiastic enough to have bought tickets or fans to be who are just curious about what they're experiencing, where sitting amongst thousands of players that have been eliminated from a bracket you wind up in an atmosphere where everyone has a very critical understanding of what's occurring in front of them. And you get that pin drop silence as a match gets towards its final moments where the first time you're watching it, you might not understand why the whole room has gone quiet because you don't quite have enough understanding within your muscle memory to sit back and get tense. Mm -hmm. That tension always leads to release at the end of the match. And that, that moment in fighting games for me is the reason that I go to live events. Mm -hmm. And since it is so much more frenetic at Evo than most of the other places I've gone, that's really why I want to go back. Um, with that said, I've got friends that want to just go and walk around the venue and see the artist alley and figure out what they can buy to put on their walls. Cause they're all, <laughs> so, yeah, there is a spread of reasons to go. That one's just the one that matters to me. You know? Okay. So I, and I think this is something that a lot of events have kind of gone through during this pandemic area uh, where there's, there's been kind of ups and downs. Uh, so was there, was there ever a point where the, do you think there was serious consideration that maybe it should just move to, just kind of like a permanently digital event uh, and through some of the ups and downs, what do you think as a whole, this event has learned to kind of come out stronger? I don't think that there's been a serious conversation for Evo to permanently become a digital event. I think the two years of digital events being the primary way that people engaged has created conversations for should a digital component be part of what Evo produces moving forward? Should that okay. be a, part of the market, a part of the fandom where we go, there is merit to being here too. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever been a moment where there has been, there is merit to this being the only thing that the brand does moving forward. This brand has been since day one about bringing people together to compete mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that can't be found everywhere else. I think you can find digital experiences everywhere else. If we can find the version of the digital experience that makes sense for Evo to deliver, I think it's super important that Evo does that, but I don't think that will ever supersede the need for Evo to get me and you together into a room to play a game to discover, oh, we both understand the language of fighting games. You're my friend now. <laughs> that, that will never stop being necessary. And I think that is always harder through a screen and a discord call. Yeah, that definitely is it. it you definitely feel that, uh, that missing from digital to physically being in a place, feeling the energy of the room, of the audience, of the, of the uh, competitors. So you're right. Like I, 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 it would be tough to, to say that something would just go all digital when there's so much you guys have going on. And again, just like you're explaining too, it's, it's a lot more than people just going and, and watching uh, people play in this tournament or complete or, or competing in a tournament tournament themselves. There's artist alley. There's the convention aspects of it. Say it's my first time going to evil. What are some must, like must do things or must see things as part of it. So I think the easy must see is stop by each of the stages, check out each of the games as they're being showcased to find out if that is your preferred flavor. 
It's no different than cracking open the bag of Skittles and discovering that I really like the blue ones. <laughs> that might give you the not only the reason to buy the bag, but it gives you a different appreciation for the rest of the flavors because you might be saving that for the last or avoiding that for the next piece or finding someone to share that with because you can now barter those understandings. So do that and consider doing that first. Make sure to check out something like the arcade that we talked about earlier, particularly if that's not an experience that you've had available to you growing up where you are, because it is something that I think is special and gets lost as culturally we move farther and farther away from arcades being viable in any Mm -hmm. business sense. We have lounges that are going to be worth checking out, but mostly because they're going to be next to casuals areas. So there's going to be places where people are looking to play games. They're looking for other people to play games with. And that person could be you. And there isn't the expectation that you're sitting down to have a tournament winning match. There's an expectation that you're sitting down to play fighting games because you like fighting games. Um, From a convention standpoint, stop by and check out Street Fighter VI. Stop by and see what the Skullgirls team is up to because they don't necessarily go to these events very often. And their Mm -hmm. game hasn't been Evo before. Check out the vortex gallery area that's going to be over on one edge of our convention floor because there is a bunch of community organizers within evo that have decided i'm going to go to evo and i'm going to run a tournament for a game that i love that might be a niche within fighting games and there's 40 plus of those Mm -hmm. so in terms of just wandering for discovery wander for discovery because if you can discover anything that you like and appreciate on that show floor the, the well to go down and the circles of fandom to pass through to find where you want to reside, where the people most aligned with your interests and your experiences are, are actually on that show floor. There's no reason that you have to leave Evo with fewer friends than you showed up at. Rick, I know we're running short on time. I wanted to sneak one last question in here. Um Obviously, you know, we've seen in the last decade plus Las Vegas make a play to, to be uh, a much bigger player in the esports world here. Uh, and just this year, you know, with, with the esports awards coming later this year, we're seeing that kind of come to fruition, I think, in a, in a bigger way than we have in past years. Um, from one of your experience, and I, and I know obviously evil draws people from all over the world, uh, but what have you seen from like locally? And, and do you see that kind of groundswell support? Uh, kind of growing and, and growing with, with the efforts to make Vegas a, a destination for esports. I think so. And that Vegas has obviously made a concerted effort for, I mean, my entire life as somebody that's not quite 40 yet to go from just being a casino town to a, an experiences town, to be a convention town, to be a place where you can go and do thing a and be surrounded by so many thing B's the thing a might not even be the priority by halfway through your first day there. Mm-hmm. Uh, pluses and minuses to that in terms of focused attention, but in terms of just being somewhere to do stuff, Vegas is hard to beat. So I think esports winding up in Vegas also makes sense because Vegas has, at least in my experience, has continued to self-invest in the city's ability to go where consumer interest is going. There aren't a lot of places to go where embedded electronics and embedded audio and hotels are attached to convention facilities and so on and so forth at a scale that services esport needs as esports in and of itself needs more space and more utility than almost any other convention product that I've seen materialize. We just need twice the space for half the people a lot of the time because we need tables, game setups and so on and so forth. So, That is exciting for Vegas. Um, Vegas has the same challenges, I think, that anybody else does with esports in that as you become a city more aligned with esports needs, you discover that that is an expensive undertaking and you (laughs) recoup that immediately because esports is a growing corner of entertainment. And so it doesn't necessarily show up with the immediate year one investment recoup. But the cool thing I think about esports and about competitive gaming in general is it's not going to go away in my lifetime. There's more competitive fandoms every year by the month (laughs) than there have been ever before. And as that continues to just combine itself into one giant entertainment network, I think the places that have invested in being home to that network and the fandoms within that network are going to be well, well positioned for when my kids are having kids 
And that is the spot that they aspire to go to in the same way that I know growing up, my mom and some of her friends aspired to go to Broadway. Right. right. Absolutely. I, I know we are absolutely pumped for this again, Rick, tell us when, when is it going down? Where can folks get tickets? Lay it on us, brother. August 5th to 7th, Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. We're going to be in the exhibit halls as well as Michelob Ultra Arena. You can get tickets for both the convention on Friday and Saturday and those arena finals on Sunday at evo.gg because we're modern enough not to need a .com. (laughs) (laughs) Rick, again, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, uh, coming on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks for taking the time with me. I hope to see both of you in, well, three short weeks. Yes, sir. Yep. Thanks again for that great interview, Ryan. I I know, uh, as we said in our openings, we're both excited for Evo. Uh, Speaking of Cuddlecore, uh, we'll be rooting for her in Tekken 7 and and watching her... uh, uh, hopefully kick some some uh, digital butts there <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know it's a, it's a great event I, I am fascinated by the convention aspect to it which i don't feel like a lot of people know if you haven't been to evo uh mm-hmm. like like i didn't know that really before i had uh really become uh versed in evo so the, the whole community and convention aspect I, th- I think is pretty cool uh and gives people who are just there to watch more uh stuff to do and, and really connect with more people which i think is important uh especially in in when you're focusing on like a fighting game community absolutely and just the experience that rick brings on on you know operating and running successful tournaments and events and things like that and already being engrossed in the fighting game community him and his team, I'm sure, are going to bring a lot of energy, a lot of nuance to it. And I'm just really excited. There, there's been a couple years break, like we were talking about before. So I, I think people are going to be pumped. I know I've already, I know my friend Flex is going to be in town. I know, uh, you know, like you said, Cuddlecore. Uh, this is going to be huge. So I'm excited just to get out there and, and check out the convention, check out the, the games and, and hang out with good people. So again, Rick, thank you so much for taking the time and, and coming on this show. Before we head out, though, I, I just wanted to say there's a couple of games that are dropping this week. If you haven't had a chance, I'm sure you've seen it or heard about it, but Stray is it's coming out not only on Game Pass, but it is also coming out on PS Plus. So that was quite the shock. And, and it's good to see a day one uh, for PlayStation and, and their tiered thing. So I'm hoping that leads to to more of that coming out as well. And then there is another game. And I can't remember if it was in if it was a, a summer game fest that it was first announced. I saw it somewhere, but this game called As Dusk falls um it's kind of like a narrative um story driven game that the artwork of it looked i mean the first thing the artwork absolutely captured captured me and i was just like this kind of reminds me of like a scanner darkly um, right you know what i mean like just that style but essentially you get to go through as these different characters and basically make choices and do things within their lives so i already enjoy games like that it's a narrative game there's a lot of great acting and actors uh that are a part of this as well so this drops on game pass i believe it's uh as of this recording yesterday so you should be able to download both of those games this week i am pumped are you gonna are you looking at uh would you possibly get those or play? Ah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, uh, you know, you know what? I've so many people are talking about Stray that uh, I have to check it out. Right? I mean, who who doesn't want to be a cat at, at some point in their lives? So <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I, I would like to try uh, as Dust Falls too. Uh, honestly, they both look intriguing. Uh, I'm. I'm just so curious about how Stray will even play <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, it's going to tempt me. I'm going to give in to that one. What about you? I mean, yeah, I'm playing. These are, I, I will download these uh, both immediately. Uh, I, I kind of want to see, I don't know if I'm going to do Stray on PC or if I'll do it on, on PlayStation. But this, mm-hmm. for for As Dust Falls, I remember this is one of those games that really 
stuck out to me and i love games kind of like a detroit become human uh like the man of madon uh series until dawn like you're talking about the other one that just like recently came out like i love these stories that give you they, they, they to me are the equivalent of the choose your own adventure books just yep. in game format and i absolutely love those books i love those games i love the fact that every choice you make has a positive or negative um consequence and and changes the story as you go through it so that's like uh the quarry the quarry is the other one that yep. came out i think it has a, i think it's like 180 something 86 different endings um absolutely insane to think about what goes into being able to develop such a you know complex storylines where choices have you weaving and, and dodging and going through so as right. dust falls um this is this is a day one for me for sure uh, I, I was waiting for that so yeah it, it's nice to see uh, we got some game pass games so if you have it don't forget to, to go and download it they should be available now lucas what do you got going on this weekend my man uh just gonna relax before i do want to give a shout out to complete gamer because on fr- this friday uh, the twenty second, the him uh, along with a couple of other local organizations in the city of Las Vegas are hosting a free video game summit, yes. uh, which I just think is cool that they're uh, really embracing um, bringing more opportunities to the community uh, and to people of all ages. So shout out to him for kind of getting this together. Uh, looks like it'll be a great time on Friday. I am gonna stay indoors as usual, uh, <laughs> ready. <laughs> I'm gonna probably get like I said, get stray. Um, get caught up on Westworld. Uh, maybe start Resident Evil and yeah. just not melt. That's honestly that's my goal. From now <laughs> Yo, until those September. are goals. Just don't melt. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Uh, I'm actually headed out of town this weekend. I've mm-hmm. got to go up. I'm I'm going up to uh, Northern Nevada to meet up with the girls, and then I'll come back with them uh, early next week. So just gonna do a little long weekend stint out there uh so i won't really be getting any games in this weekend but i will during during the week i'll be playing i'm a little burned though iron banner that took a lot out of me so i'll probably just stick to to something chill and do some more cleaning and and try to be a little per you know try to be a person while uh before going going there and actually you know touch some grass i I was proud of myself for going out this weekend i went we went we we were being people and stuff like that so we hope you guys are being people as well (laughs) you know don't forget check us out uh on the tweeters at land parties pod at lucas egan or at smitty 2447 thank you guys again so much for listening uh don't forget check out the youtube channel as well uh subscribe tell your friends tell your family you know what it is thank you guys so much again we'll talk real soon and we love your faces